Welcome to AMP, the platform for age group multi-sport athletes to showcase their journeys. Welcome along to episode 49 of the Age Group Multisport podcast with me, Richard Conway. And on this episode, we speak to Dave Brown. Having played football all his life, um, started getting knee injuries and had to have surgery on his knee, uh, which led him to taking up cycling um, as a recovery tool. And he found out that he liked cycling so much that uh, he wanted to do more of it. Uh, And as well as cycling to and from work, he also did a few sportives to help his knee recovery. And with that, and decided to race a couple of duathlons. And he's not looked back since. Uh, he's been steadily making progress. It was 2018, he said he'd started, so relatively new to the sport. Um, but he's got to the level of age group. So, fascinating story. Just shows you what can uh, what can happen. One door closes and another one opens. Um, and that's that's pretty much what happened to Dave. Also, we discuss, um, he mentioned in his email about getting sponsorship for his age group tri-suit. Um, so we delve into that a little bit. It's not something that we've spoken of before. Um, so that's quite an interesting um, listen to find out how Dave uh, managed to get sponsors for his tri-suit and in turn helping him with his training and also funding this quite expensive sport that we all do. Uh, so that's coming up. Hope you enjoy that one. I uh, hope the sponsorship discussion gives you food for thought. And if you've got any thoughts on sponsorship, drop us an email or a message and um, yeah, sh- just share what you've done and how you've uh, managed to fund your uh, racing. And on that, um, there's also things like ambassadorships. And as you've heard on this podcast previously um, i'm an ambassador for uh, athletica ai the platform that plans your training that's another way that you can um, get help by becoming an ambassador i know there's quite a few of the age groupers that are ambassadors for various brands and basically what we do is just put on our social media that we're um, ambassadors for these brands and give them a bit of our uh, bit of our time, basically. And for that, on my instance, in in my case, I get a free training plans off uh, Athletica AI. Uh, Jamie Price, who was on episode sixteen, has just started working for a cycling and triathlon clothing company called Preska. And um, I'd follow Jamie on Instagram, and uh, it was great to see that he he'd got a job with uh, with this company. So he got in touch and asked me would I be interested in um, doing a bit of a collab with them. Um, and to be honest, I don't usually do. Uh, I'm not sponsored, it's not funded. Um, but I said I'd uh, be interested in having a chat with Jamie. So we had a, we had a FaceTime call and... I always like to help out, especially with guys who've been on on the podcast. They've helped me out by coming on, so I really do like to return the favour. Um, so watch this space with Preska, see what happens. Um, 
I wish Jamie all uh, all the best, and uh, if I can help him in any way, uh, I'm only too pleased to do so. Coming up also at this weekend um, is the Clumber Duathlon, and I know there's lots of my old um, guests uh, racing. Uh, we've got I'm going to do a big shout out now for them. Um, we've got Andy Biggs, uh, Tim Fowler, Christina Dove. Um, Dave, who's actually on this podcast racing, Lisa Gawthorne, Mark Shepherd, Sarah Harding, and James Lee. So they're all racing. So good luck, guys. Smash it. Uh, it is a European qualifier um, for the sprint, and I believe it's a world qualifier for the standard. So good luck. I was supposed to be doing it, but obviously with... Um, the crash I had, uh, well, this is my fifth week now. That's not going to happen. I've cancelled. Um, Clumber Park's not going to be a race that I'm going to attend. So um, I'm going to go along and support because I've also got teammates from my tri-club um, that are going to be racing there, which include Den Lynch, Steve and Joe Hunt, who are doing relays, Karen Hames, who was also on the podcast, um, Paul and Ruth, who are also doing a team uh, relay, and Phil Jackson, who's doing the standard, and his wife, Ross, who's doing the sprint. So good luck, guys. We'll be there supporting you, and um, I'm sure you're going to smash it. Hope I haven't missed anybody out um, that's racing at Clumber, and if you've got a race this weekend, guys, um, good luck, smash it, but most of all, do it with a smile on your face and really, really enjoy it. You've trained hard for it. Good luck. My injury's uh, coming on. It's um, say I was in. I'm in my fifth week now. Uh, just gone back to work this week. Just light duties, really cutting grass. Um, still haven't got on the bike or been out for a run or a swim. I'm still sore around my back and my ribs, so I think I'll give it another week. Uh, there's nothing pressing, so yeah, we'll just see how it goes and take it take it easy. So on to the main event. I hope you enjoyed Dave's story and we shall see you on the other side. Hi, you okay? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. good. Thank you ever so much for agreeing to do this and, and uh, going to come on and share your story. No. That's fine. It's good. Yeah. Much appreciated. Just been, just been listening to some, actually. <laughs> yeah. So where do we find you in the world? I am in Torbay, in Devon. Oh, nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, good place for training because I'm right by the sea. I've got oh, yeah. Dartmoor sort of 20 miles away. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite lucky with where I live. There seems to be quite a lot of quite strong triathletes in the area. There seems to be a bit of a hotbed of talent around here. <laughs> well, that's nice um, to have, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's nice in the summer, especially. It's uh, Yeah. Bit, uh, not so much fun in the winter. <laughs> well, it isn't anywhere, is it really? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, if you just want to um, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your um, sporting background growing up, um, and then we can take it from there. Yeah, so I grew up in Torbay. I moved down from Surrey when I was little, and so I think I was about three. Moved down with my parents, my sister. Um, lived opposite a massive park. Um, so I used to go over there and watch football. Mm. Um, football team played over there. Um, so, yeah, my, my main background is football. I started playing when I was at primary school. 
um, and played all the way up, mostly just for local teams, um, right up until sort of five years ago, so 2017. Right. Um, when my knee had sort of had enough of running around on dodgy pitches and being kicked about by people. Um, and so, yeah, I had had to have an operation on my knee, um, right. which was just sort of for cartilage damage. Um, that kind of ended my football days. I could have carried on playing, but um, whenever I played, I would be sort of in pain for a couple of days, two or three days, it would be swollen and achy. And I just thought, this isn't worth it. I was sort of I've always kept myself fit and I was sort of losing fitness by playing. I'd be able to play on a Saturday and then not be able to do anything until about Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> and then, helpful, is it? <laughs> no, so I thought, oh, this isn't great. And yeah, my um, surgeon had told me to cycle if I could as part of my rehab. Mm. So cycling was something I'd only ever really done as a kid, to be honest, just yeah. sort of cycling around with my mates. Um, so I just bought a cheap bike, just thought oh, I'd go to Halford and get a cheap bike and started cycling sort of 10 miles into work um, for my night shift. So I was cycling in at sort of 11 o'clock at night, coming home at seven, eight o'clock in the morning, um, just 10 miles each way. And yeah, thought, oh, I quite like this. Mm. Um, so I upgraded my bike to a road bike. The first one I bought was a Halford Special hybrid one. Um, used the cycle to work scheme, got myself a road bike, um, started, made a few sort of cycling friends, a few guys at work cycled. Um, and as I say, I'm sort of 20 miles from Dartmoor. Mm. So I was up and around there, did a couple of sportifs. I think Dartmoor Demon was the first sportif. Um, and then a Dartmoor Classic, which is quite well known, and more to see, which is 112 miles, 12,000 foot um, climbing. So yeah, I got into that. And then once my knee had sort of settled down, cycling helped massively. Um, I thought I'll get back into a little bit of running and just did a couple of park runs at mm. Torbay. Um, knew a few of the guys from my local tri clubs at Torbay Tri. Um, banged out a couple of sort of quite decent park runs to say I wasn't a runner. I ran to keep fit playing football, but yeah. no, not ever done a proper run session or run structured run. Um, yeah, and got hassled to sort of join join my local tri club. So I joined them the back end of 2018. Right. So recently, pretty much. Yeah, pretty recently. Yep. Yeah. So I'd yeah. never done a race. I did do one half marathon actually, which I just thought I think it was about 2015. I did Torbay half marathon in the because it's a summer race. So I thought, oh, that would just keep me fit during my footy pre-season. Um, I think I did no real training or anything. I ran it just, I think, 133. Very and good. For me, that was like pretty good. I thought, oh, I'm never going to beat that. I'm not a runner. I don't <laughs> do any yeah. run training, nothing. So, yeah, I joined the Tri Club and um, training with them, a couple of run sessions a week, a um, couple of bike sessions a week. I was still cycling, doing from work. Um, couple of swim sessions with them as well and did my, my swimming's I think most duathletes <laughs> will say they're in duathlon because their swimming's not great <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah. So yeah, that's the reason I got into duathlon. I did my first one, just a local um, one in Torbay and finished in the top 10 um, and thought, oh, so, so I really enjoyed it. I thought oh, something I really enjoy. Um, did a couple of triathlons as well. My first ever triathlon, I finished in the top 10. Um, again, that was a local local one. I just missed out on a podium place there as well. It's my first try. And yeah, I went the wrong way, going into the finish, ran into transition, <laughs> ran back into transition instead of the finishing funnel. And that cost me a podium place. So that kind of gave me a bit of a bug to like, oh, I'm going to start getting some podiums. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just it escalated really quickly. I did, as I say, two or three duathlons and got a couple of tries and was finishing in, in and around the top 10. Mm. Um, and a couple of the club guys race age groups, racing for Great Britain. And so that's how you found out about age group then? Yeah, so there's a couple that do triathlon, one does aquathlon. Um, so they were telling me I needed to go to duathlon qualifier. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, not really at that level. I've done like three races. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I met, I went up to a race in Exeter, just started 2020 in January. It was just like a new year five mile race. So I went up there, had a race, bumped into um, a guy called Phil Wiley, who I'm sure a lot of duathletes will know. He's quite well known in the mm -hmm. duathlon world. So he's he just moved to the area and just, um, as a duathlon coach and he's won all sorts of world champs and everything um, bumped into him at the race and he was asking just seeing I had my tour try stuff on asked if I did duathlon I was like oh I do actually um, had quite a good race spoke to him after and met him a week later he'd sort of been through my results and had a look at, at sort of how far I'd progressed and what was just over a year really and he was pretty confident that, yeah, if I worked alongside him, that he could get me a GB vest, pretty much. He thought I was could be at that standard. Yeah. So, yeah, it came around sort of quite quickly. And within two months then, I went up to a World Champs qualifier up at Bedford. Yeah. Um, finished fourth in my age category and qualified. So that was March 2020. I think it was, it was literally about two weeks before that first lockdown. And what is your age group category, David? I'm for the next two months. I'm 35 to 39. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a birthday coming up in May, and yeah. a new age category. See, I've only ever raced in that age category. I was 36, I think, when I did my first first race. So yeah, new age category coming up. <laughs> cool. So you, at least you'll be the youngest in the age category, though. So that'll be bonus. Yeah, <laughs> I remember actually when I when I played football, I went when I passed thirty five. You could go and play vet vets league. Right. Um. So there's a local seven aside vets league, and I'm, I think I played the day after my thirty fifth birthday, and they absolutely kicked the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a little whippersnapper. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to being the youngest on the pitch, so. Yeah, hopefully they're a bit nicer in that age category than they were <laughs> when I moved. I'm sure, I'm sure they will be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be still as competitive, but uh, shouldn't, shouldn't be any fisticuffs. <laughs> it seems more competitive, actually, <laughs> looking at it over, because I've raced sprint distance. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems to be more 
more competitive at sort of age group level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's to get to, like you said, to get into the age group, because there's only 20 places per age group, isn't there? Um, yeah. You know, and first, like you said, first four qualify, and then everything else is a roll down. But you've still got to be within a percentage of, of the winner of your race. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it is not an easy thing to do. Um, but No. No, I was going to go up to Mallory Park. I was due to do the qualifier up there right. a couple of weeks ago, but um, I said to you when we spoke initially, I fractured my shoulder blade. Yes, how's that going? January. Yeah, that's recovering really well, actually. So it's been seven weeks, just shy of seven weeks. And what happened um, there? I know you had a bike, a bike accident. What was the... So I was cycling around. The, we've got a velo park in... Torbay that I've cycled around over a thousand times. Yeah. Um, and I was doing a, a session down there, just some race pace efforts. Mm -hmm. um, I'd, have, I'd actually changed my bike. I got a new bike and thought I'll, I'll test it out down the Bello mm. Park and was doing sort of an hour session with some race pace efforts. And the first sort of race pace effort lap, there's a couple of hairpin bends on the on the track. Right. On a hairpin bend, as, as I've leant into the corner, I've pedaled too soon. Mm. My pedal has just clipped the ground, and that was enough just to topple me, mm. topple me over. Obviously, I landed on my shoulder, and um, yeah, I didn't realise till after that the crank arms on my new bike are a couple of millimetres longer than uh, my other bike. So yeah. that is where I went wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> You won't lean over quite as much. I'm hoping not. I'm actually, I'm going to race there on Sunday. There's a race on Sunday down there, duathlon. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm still struggling a little bit to mount and dismount just because sure. of the position. Mm -hmm. But just in terms of getting a race under my belt, it'll be a useful little. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to have to be a bit careful mounting and dismounting and cornering. <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. Thanks, yeah, I'm just going to sit upright going around the corners, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Forget, forget about aerial position. Yeah. <laughs> so so you got your coach and um, that spurred you on to, to go and qualify at Bedford. You got your fourth, fourth spot. Um, and what was that qualifying for? So that was for the 2021 World Championships. Right. Um, which initially, I think, was in Townsville in Australia. Is it Almeida then? They were Where, Almeida in Holland? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it was yeah. Australia before Almeida and then Almeida. No, I, think it, I think it was Almeida then Australia. And then, oh, was it? Yeah, I believe <laughs> it, it was. It changed yeah. so much, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ended up in Alvilles. Because obviously Townsville was a, was a lockdown. Um, yeah. So they'd they'd, they'd bam, binned it, and um, yeah, then it was then it was Spain. So I think that's how it yeah. was. Yeah. So yeah, it ended up. I didn't get to race till November. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. So it seemed an absolute age from mm. qualifying to yeah. actually doing the race. Much later, I'd have been in a completely different age category, as we just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, there is that, but. Uh, I think they've been pretty, pretty good actually of honouring people's races with everything that's gone on over the last couple of years and moving things yeah. around. You know, it's, it's been, it's been pretty well, well done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was amazing to get it on, really. Yeah, considering they didn't know what was going on and you know the complications of it all. So. 
No, definitely. So how, did, how did you find the whole experience then once you, you'd actually got to get to a race? Yeah, I absolutely loved everything about it. Um, so I went up with a few guys that I knew locally that had qualified. Um, so yeah, we all went up together, flew out together. Um, and I'd, I very nearly didn't go because I'd, I'd had COVID in sort of end of August. Right. And it floored me for a good month. Mm -hmm. About so two to three weeks, I was pretty much in bed. And then another 10 days where I was just absolutely fatigued. Mm. Um, so I was off work for a good month. So I very nearly didn't go and feel my coach because I'd, I'd not done one before. Yeah. He encouraged me to do it. Um, and with the sort of outlook that it's my first one, so I can go. I'm not going to be at, at my best, probably not as sort of at my peak as I would like to be, but go figure out what it's all about, make my sort of mistakes. It's a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? <laughs> Once you get, get there. Um, so yeah, I, I was, didn't put too much pressure on myself going into the race um, and approached it with that sort of mindset of I'll go and see what it's about, I have a crack. My aim, to be honest, was just not to be last. <laughs> initially. Yeah, and, um, I mean, that's it. I mean, your coach was bang on, money because all right, you're not you're not going to probably as be competitive as, as you wanted to be, but it's that you can't buy that experience, can you? So that's it. To go and experience it now when and and you can just go and relax and enjoy it knowing that you're not going to be that as competitive as you want to be that will yeah. help in, in future future appearances won't it yeah absolutely and it, it went better than i thought i wasn't last i finished 19th which was in the top third yeah um so i, I ran a 5k on that first 5k um which was phil's instruction in the morning um his instruction I had a message from him saying, all I want from you today is a 5K PB. Right. So run a 5K PB oh, and worry about the bike when you get to it, <laughs> which I did. Um, yeah, I had a really good run. And then the bike leg was two laps. Mm. Um, so it was 20K, so two lots of 10K. Yeah. Um, transition, I worked really hard on the on that run to stay in a bunch so I could come out of transition because it's a draft oh, legal race. Well, I'm not that experienced at it. And I do tend to, even in the qualifiers, when I qualified, I found myself in no man's land right. on the first run. Mm -hmm. um, and sort of where the group in front are a little bit too quick yeah. and the group behind, it doesn't pay me to, to drop back. Mm. Um, so I managed to, I pushed myself, that's how I got my 5k PB, I guess, was like I was a bit bolder and thought, no, I'm, I'm not letting this bunch get away. So I did really well um, on that first one, was really pleased. But when I came out of transition, we'd all sort of somehow managed to get split up. Um, so I ended up on my own. I ended up in no man's land on the bike, really. Yeah. Um, so the first, pretty much the first lap, so the first half of the bike leg, I was on my own. Um, and then I was feeling like I'd run a, 
five kpb my legs are absolutely hanging off i was yeah. making some serious like sort of life questions <laughs> um, and then eventually I, I got caught by a group um one of my mates was in the group and he started shouting at me he's like get on get on get on so managed to get into the bunch yeah um and that absolutely saved my race really because the second half of the bike i was just able just to tuck in um didn't take any turns on the front i was quite like selfish in that respect i was like i've done my work <laughs> um and yeah so that second half i think that's probably the first time i've raced where i've really felt the benefit of a draft legal race um and i was i was sat in my heart rate dropped my speed picked up and from that moment i was i just really enjoyed it more than any other race i think yeah yeah i mean i'm the same i love i love the draft the draft legal because of that you know you're in a group and you can take your turns you know if you if you're in a group to begin yeah. with you can you can all work together and take your turns and or you like you know if you're not feeling great you can just sit on the back and you know because you know you've got another run to to come on yeah that's it but it is it's about yeah. getting in that group and that's to save yourself that's really. it yeah there's nothing, there's nothing worse than being in no man's land and i think my that's experience, it my experience is that if I do find myself in that place where I'm never going to catch the, I will wait for a group to come through, you know, regardless it of the time, because it's just saving you, saves your time in the long run, I believe. Yeah, it does definitely. And uh, I think I realized the benefit of it until, until that race. Yeah. Um, I think I learned more in that one race than probably all of my other previous races yeah. and, and racing guys that, know that and know how to race draft legal racing at that level um that that did really help yeah. um, and I, I seem to be quite strong off the bike when i run off the bike mm. um whenever i look at my times in a race i'm always quite near the top if not the quickest sort of off the bike which right. means either i'm strong off the bike or i'm not working hard enough <laughs> in the rest of the race <laughs> yeah, but if you're in the front group you don't have to do you, you know what i mean it's, it's no exactly relevant really so exactly so do. yeah so i think i came into transition with eight eight others and out of transition with eight others yeah. and then i managed to beat beat all of those guys on the second run yeah. um so that's helped me as well going forward i, I will back myself yeah um so yeah it's just it's a lot more tactical than i realized and you like you say you've got to position yourself mm. in the race haven't you and you have yeah look at the bigger picture as opposed to just banging out as hard as you can all the way through it is yeah it's a lot more tactical than i realized and i've still only done i think that was possibly my sixth fifth draft legal race so um yeah it's taken a little bit yeah. getting used to it. yeah cool so what what was after that then once you'd um i noticed in your your message you'd um you qualified for Bilbao. How did that come about? So that the, all of the qualifiers were actually cancelled for Bilbao, right? Um, because obviously the qualifiers were in 2020. Yeah. Um, so none of the qualifiers went ahead. So you just had to submit your results. So the yeah. result that I had at Bedford, which qualified me for the World Champs, um, I submitted that. Um, for the European champs, which is in Bilbao, and and yeah, that got me a qualifying place. So that was a bonus because I got to go to two events, qualified for two events off, off the back of one race. 
Excellent. Excellent. Um, so yeah, that was a bonus. Yeah. So that's in September, yeah? So that's in September, yeah. So that's what this year is really geared up for. I'll do qualify next year's World and Europeans, although I've had to miss the first couple. Um, so yeah, as I said, I would have raced Mallory Park mm. and Alton Park, which is Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely not in a in a shape yeah. at the minute. And as I say, yeah. my transition's not gonna so yeah. Um that still leaves me Thruxton, I think, in October, yeah. which is a few weeks after Bilbao. So I'm hoping I'll be in decent shape coming out of Bilbao that I can go to Thruxton and, and get it done. Yeah. And then yeah, I'll do some do the European champs. I think Clumber Park in April. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I think that's realistic. So that's what I'm sort of working at at the minute. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of local duathlons. There's one in Torbay on Sunday, and there's another one up sort of exit away a couple of weeks later. So that will give me a little bit of race sharpness, hopefully, sure. um, to take to Clumber Park. Mm-hmm. My plan was to do March, April, get them done and dusted for the year, <laughs> and then focus on sort of getting ready for uh Bilbao yeah but then that hasn't quite panned out like that <laughs> thing is it is what it is and you know you don't like you've said you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself you've got plenty of years to come you know so hopefully if, <laughs> well if it doesn't happen this year it's there's always like next year and every other year after so it's you know it's it's a bit disappointing I think especially when you have qualified for the first the first time as well and it's um yeah definitely and i think yeah and my race result in spain gave me the confidence to know that i can go and yeah. i can push myself absolutely yeah um enough that i'm confident i, I can qualify again um but yeah and i think there's always going to be setbacks isn't there as an athlete you're never going to go in never going to go into a race with perfect preparation there's always yeah setbacks and I think when you're injured or you have a setback it feels like you're the only one that's <laughs> else out training don't you and racing and getting their results and you think oh no <laughs> it's horrible it's all part of it it's all part of it it is yeah um yeah it definitely is and yeah you learn a lot from it yeah yeah I was actually I was back in the gym two days after I broke my shoulder blade that's how keen I was I was like oh, yeah. I'm getting on on those recumbent bikes where you sit right back so I was down in the gym sat on those recumbent bikes a couple of days after well, I, I think the other thing you've got to think about is that you've only just really started and you you know you've got you've got a decent coach you've got massive yeah. amount of progression to do so if you're qualifying now you know um with all your setbacks and stuff the ability that you've got now just think what it's going to be like in next year and the year after in and in five years time it's you know it's, yeah it's just going to yeah. get stronger and stronger i think that's the thing that you've got to focus on look, yeah, at, the long, look at the long game there's guys doing, <laughs> well there's guys doing it at 80 guys and girls doing there it is. 80, you know so yeah that's the way i look at it now i mean i've just i've pulled my calf and then i pulled my other calf so i've had two two calf injuries at the beginning of this year and then right so i haven't been able to run very much so it's like well it is what it is i'm doing um alton park on sunday 
just to see where I am. Um, yeah. I've done a few park runs and my time's nowhere near what it was. So it is what it is. And if you're not up there at the minute, then you just got to work a bit harder and try and get there. You? And hopefully you don't get injured again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's it. And that's the plan this weekend. It's just like you said, just see where I'm at. Yeah. It'd be a good benchmark to see yeah. where I am. Um, I think you, quite often you have these setbacks and then you, because um, I've had hamstring issues like COVID and, and whatnot last year. So yeah. I think generally surprise myself when you when you come back, yeah. surprise yourself, um, sort of the fitness that you have built up. It, yeah, yeah I mean, people... Sort of isn't it? It's that race right. sort of that, That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. People forget that. about the base fitness that you've actually got. That doesn't go away quickly. You know, no, it's there. You've you've got it. You've built it up. You've had the feels like it for about a week, doesn't it? When you well, yeah, <laughs> it's gutted, isn't it? You know what I mean? And it's like, but you you've got that consistency, the, the hours and hours that you've put in. You know that doesn't diminish. It's just your top end speed or whatever might not be there, or your your endurance isn't what it was. But that comes back. You know, it, you, especially yeah. when you're working and you've got the. It's it's all I always say. It's all about a lifestyle. You know, this is what we do. It's it's a lifestyle. You know, whether you qualify or you don't qualify, you'll still be doing it. You know. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm quite lucky. I've got these sort of, I've got the opportunity to probably race three times before I go to Columba Park. Yeah. Um. So that so that's going to be a massive help. Yeah. Um. So I'm yeah, sure Sunday. All, I'm sure it'll all fall into place, and you're. Uh, you know, you'll be absolutely fine. So, so, yeah. I noticed in your email that you'd uh, you'd done quite well on the uh, sponsorship front with John Lewis and Weight Rose and Sundried. And just give us a, I think it's not something that we've talked about before. Um, so I don't know whether a lot of people, unless they are age groupers, realise that you can actually put sponsorship on your kit. Tell us how, yeah. how that's come about for you. Obviously, being being quite new to it all. Um, how did you go about deciding what you were going to, one, put on and what benefits did you get from those? Um, I was quite lucky with the John Lewis and Waitrose one in that I work for them. Um, <laughs> so I work for Waitrose, so that helps. Uh, and yeah, so they have a bursary. I think it's called Bursary for the Pursuit of Excellence. Right. Um, so if you're competing at national or international level, um, you submit an application, they open the applications twice a year. So you submit your application and then they'll, they'll fund you. Brilliant. Uh, so I got, yeah, I got quite a nice lot of funding from them. Yeah. Um, I've got to do my application again, actually, for I think it's March and September, the applications. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that, it's just obviously... I worked there, so that was yeah. really good. But it opened my eyes into sort of what else is available to age groupers. Yeah. Um, and then again, I probably some of the guys listening, some of the other age groupers might know Stephanie at Sunshine Nutrition. Right. So she's based in London, and we teamed up. We kind of found each other through Instagram. Okay. Um, and yeah, we we struck up a collab. Um, so Stephanie's been amazing. She's given me loads of nutritional plans, loads of advice. Mm. Um, she's just given me a, 
which I'm trialing as of today, like a three three day race plan. Okay. Um, so all my nutrition is planned for three days going into a race, plus my race day, my recovery. Mm. Um, my day-to-day -day nutrition we worked on when we first sort of met, which was just coming up for a year ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's been amazing. She's really helped. And again, when I'm injured and can't train, I can ping her sort of different questions. And um, like if get when I was in the World Champs, I got cramp coming off the bike. So we had a look at that and tweaked a few different things. Yeah. It's been amazing. So um, Sunshine Nutrition, she's on my uh, race suit. Yep. Her logo, which is nice and yellow, it looks really good on the uh, <laughs> on the <laughs> tricy. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then I've also got so my local leisure centre, which they're a chain, leisurecentre.com. Yeah. Um, they're sort of all over the place. They do a promising athlete programme. Okay. And, and they posted and sort of um, approached the club. As I said, we've got a few GB age groupers at the at Torbay Tri. Um, and I thought, can I be classed as a promising athlete at 39? Down in age group. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like you say it's quite young isn't it <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah I applied for that um, and got put on the promising athlete program at Torbay Leisure Centre so that's given me sort of complete full free membership so I've got they've got like a multi-story gym um, the pool which coming back from my shoulder injury has been great because I'm swimming twice a week yeah um health suite which again like using the sauna and steam room when I was injured mm. was amazing so I could just sit in the heat sort of helped yeah um they've got Velo Park down there as well mm -hmm. so you can get on the cycle track um so yeah I get all of that included as well yeah. so that's really good and I think all the leisurecentre.coms do that and they've got a place they've got one in paint and one in Torquay so I've got access to both sites excellent um, so yeah, yeah I can just you can't, yeah you can't buy that that's invaluable I know my my um try to I've got my local leisure centre on I approach them and ask them would they you know for for a bit of sponsorship would they let me use the yeah. leisure centre for free and I got a I got a good year out of them um it's it's uh, yeah it's it's invaluable, isn't it? And it's just it's it's amazing, yeah. And I didn't realise how much was actually out there. You've got to um, sort of get the ball rolling yourself a lot of the times, but oh, it's surprising. Yeah. I, I send different emails off to different places. Um, what what is actually out there? Because the leisure centre then pointed me towards Believe to Achieve grant, okay, which is the local council. Um, do so. I've just submitted my application for that. They approached Torbay Leisure Centre asking um, if there was anyone. They obviously knew they had this promising athlete program. Yeah. So now you yeah, have just submitted an application for a Believe to Achieve grant, um, which again you you fill out your application on your costs and everything. Um, and yeah, they'll. Uh, give you a grant towards it or contribution towards it. Absolutely. Well, it all helps, doesn't it? It all adds up, so, you know. It yeah, is massively. And I think with, um, I think 
you, you can use social media quite cleverly as well, can't you? And you can, that's how Stephanie came about. Um, we sort of came across each other on there. And yeah, I think there's, there's lots of ways, lots of opportunities, definitely. Yeah, I think it, it, it's not really widely talked about or you know, discussed that there are opportunities like that and they all help because this isn't any, it's not a cheap sport, is it, to do? Especially when you get shopping all over the world, so you know everything helps. Um, I mean, I've I've talked about this several times. I've uh, I'm an ambassador for um, Athletic AI, which provides uh, a computerised training plan. Okay. And it's done by Paul Larson, who wrote the uh, the book on hit hit sessions. Um, yeah. He's Canadian. I've had him on the. I've had him on the podcast, and uh, that's been. I've never had. I've always done my own plans and things, and never really been coached. Yeah. And that's just brilliant. You know, it's just so good. Um, and and with with being an ambassador, I put it. I talk about it on the podcast, and obviously I'll I'll mention it on Instagram and you know. Yeah. And it, it's like you scratch my back and I'll scratch your sort of thing. So it does. It does hurt. Uh, yeah. help And work. So yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah, I was just going to say it would be nice if there was something that, like a, a center or whatever, that you you could actually just go to and get advice and help. And you know, maybe it's if somebody's listening, yeah, out, somebody's listening, <laughs> out, or maybe they they could do with something like setting something up. Or I don't know. Yeah, I think there is scope for that. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. I think yeah, there is you. There is a lot you can offer. Yeah, different companies in that, can't you? As an age group athlete, you can get them the publicity. Yeah, especially, with, local, especially, especially local, locally with the with the press that will be interested in you know you you appearing as a GB athlete, you know age group GB athlete. You know the the interest in there is massive, isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah, there. definitely. Yeah, I did a piece um, to work have a publication, weekly publication. That John Lewis Gazette, um, yeah. and they did a good piece on me. Yeah. Um, so I was on the back page of that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you say, local press and yeah, it was really good. And I yeah. think just yeah, local companies love to sort of have a um, sort of a GB athlete. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for, for not much money. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fabulous, yeah. fabulous. Right, so um, well, good luck with um, your race at the weekend, and good luck with Bill Bauer. Hopefully, I might see you there because I'm I'm going down. Well, I'm going over as well. Um, oh, cool. I've, I've qualified. I've got to pay for that. Have you paid yours already? I paid it the other day. Yeah, yeah I think the deadline's tomorrow. tomorrow isn't it? Yeah, I've got to pay yeah. for that. So <laughs> must remember. Um, so. I think we're we're about on to the quick fire questions, and the first one I always go with is, "What's your favourite bit of kit?" Tri suit, to be honest. Like <laughs> most, um, most people say the bike, so that's a refreshing change. <laughs> my bike's not my friend at the minute because I fell off it, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah. probably will be. But I, yeah, I bought that and I've hardly rode it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think like the it's the pride, I guess, from the. Yeah. From the tri suit, I've got my sponsors on there that we just discussed. Yeah. Um, I've only worn it twice. I wore it at the Celebration Cup and then out in Spain, but I'll obviously wear it in Bilbao. Yeah, sure. 
and then it'll be going because they've bought new ones out, haven't they? For oh, yeah, we can wear the old one this year, and then next year it's a new one, isn't it? Yeah. What did so you I think, think of the new one? Yeah, I like it. It looks good. Like it's it. a bit more like the training kit, isn't it? Yeah. So I've got a fair bit of the training kit, and it it sort of matches that quite nicely. Yeah. I think it goes back for me. I like it as well. I think I think they could have put, put a bit more of the GB flag in it, but I think it, it goes back yeah. to what they the originally were a darker blue and the similar similar to what the elite were, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Which is yeah. Nice. yeah. So yeah, that'll be going in a a frame, I think. So what resources have you found that, that have been useful for you um, since you started multi-sport? And that can be anything. It can be books, it can be websites, it can be YouTube, whatever. What do you use? I use Instagram a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think I stumbled across athletes that I've, I now raced with and race against and... Um, and stuff and I think just using the hashtags on on Instagram mm. um, that's helped me massively that's helped so it does help motivate me for training and you can sort of follow people's journeys on there yeah. um, there's different sort of training techniques and stuff um, there's just so much on there mm. um, so yeah that's my sort of go-to sort of source really I guess that's a, it's a different one. I've not had that before. So that's that's a, a good. You're doing well with these answers. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, advice would you give for anybody trying to get into triathlon and anybody who's in triathlon, well, not just triathlon, multi-sport, and um, what advice would you give anybody wanting to get into age group? Um, I think save up as much money as you can, probably, before <laughs> you start. <laughs> like you said said it is expensive isn't it mm. get some sponsors get down to local leisure center <laughs> <laughs> um but i think enjoy it i think that is what i've tried to do throughout i think you just just go and enjoy it and that's what i tell people i've got a few friends that have sort of started and i'm just trying to encourage them to join the local club even yeah. if it's a running club and a cycling club or a swim club a cycle club and a run club or, or one or two of them if they can um just to get training with other people and a lot of them you, you pay your membership i know at tall bay try would pay our membership and then our coaching is is free i know i have my my separate coach but i still like to go and train with if they're like a family really my local sort of tri club um so that helped me massively mm. um just yeah just focus on you do this for enjoyment yeah absolutely 100 um, percent but I, I do think there's a massive benefit in, in joining a local club. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing better is than training with other people, you know. Absolutely. Uh, there's always someone to chase, someone to hold off, isn't there? Someone, someone to sort of measure yourself. You and, and people giving you advice and support and all of yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I love, I love the club element of it. And that's what kicked me on initially um, from joining them. It, and my journey's been quite sort of a quick one. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I think people enjoy training with other people more than going out on their own a lot of the time. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And what about age group? The thing that made the difference for me was getting my coach. Right. Um, I think having that 
sort of knowledge. I, I, I was quite lucky, I think, with how mine came about. I just, I met Phil. We, our paths probably would have crossed at some point. I just happened to meet him at a race. But yeah, I think the advice and the, the knowledge that he's got has absolutely helped me massively. And seeing the other athletes that he's taken on since I've been working with him and seeing how they've progressed, yeah. um, I think that's the best thing you can do, really. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, lots of, lots of uh, the guys that I've had on, they've all pretty much said the same. I mean, there's a few of us that aren't coached as such, but yeah, they've all said they've come on so much. I think some guys maybe can, can qualify and, and do it without a yeah. coach. There's guys that I know that don't have a coach but can still qualify. Um, I think someone like me who's not been in the sport that long or came to it quite late, yeah. um, I think having that, that knowledge is yeah. like massive, definitely. 100%. 100%. So finally then, um, what are your short and long-term goals? Um, well, initially it's to get around Sunday without falling off my bike. <laughs> 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 um, so short-term, it'll be to, I guess, coming up to get these qualification spots for next year. Yeah. Um, Get, I'd like to race European Worlds next year if I can. So mm -hmm. hopefully I can get that done and dusted by sort of June. Um, and then ideally I'm pushing the, the goal I agreed with Phil at the start of the year was to push for a top 10 finish in Bilbao. Sure. Um, so that is still my really. Yeah. Um, I think I'd, I'd like to improve, get a new 5K PB. That's something that it's been a while. I did run one in Spain, but I would like to go to a just a specific. I think I'm targeting this one in Cardiff in May. Okay. I think it's May. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to go there and run a 5K PB. And, yeah, if I can scrape into the top 10 in Bilbao, that would be good, but I will be in different age category then, so <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah, cool. And what about your longer term, longer term goals? Long term goals, um, I guess, just to keep qualifying, just keep enjoying it, and mm -hmm. just keep, just see how. Really, I still, I think that was the appeal to to Phil was when I initially spoke to him was that like the I still don't think I've sort of fulfilled my potential yet I don't know how far I can go so just to keep at it and yeah. and yeah see where it takes me I'll definitely keep doing the qualifiers and keep going hopefully to the, the championships um just see see where it takes me excellent excellent well that's a great place to land it thank you ever so much um I'm well, sure you know because you've only you are relatively new to it I'm sure there's going to be lots more to come so we shall uh Keep an eye out for what you're doing. What's your um, Instagram um, handle so we can look out for you? My Instagram is Duathlon Dave. Okay. So right. nice and simple that one. <laughs> I'll uh, yeah, I'll look out for you and I'll um, I'll follow you.
So that'll be good. Yeah, lovely. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you ever so much for coming on and sharing your story. I was uh, worried when I came on that I wasn't going to have enough to talk about because my journey's uh, been so short. I was thinking, the thing is, it's a chat, isn't it? Right. And we're chatting about yeah. something, we're, we're chatting about something we love. It's easy, it's simple. It's like you've it always is, got to yeah. talk about. You can know talk, what I mean? Yeah, I think we can all talk all day long about it if people would yeah. let us, wouldn't we? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, because we just love it, don't we? So that's the beauty Definitely. of it. So, yeah. so brilliant. So thank you ever so much. I'm yeah. going to let you go. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, I'll probably see you at Clumber Park, hopefully. Yes, hope so. Yeah, um, I'll be there. I'll, yeah, I'll. We'll, well, we'll communicate over Instagram and. Uh, Hopefully, yeah. a few of us will be there who've been on and we know, so we'll uh, maybe meet up and get a photograph. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> good, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I hope all goes well the weekend and um, good luck with the training. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you soon. Yeah, we will do. Thank Thanks, Rich. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. There from Dave. Thank you ever so much. Wasn't it ironic that... Um, I'd recorded this before I'd had a spill as well and uh, he'd he'd come off his bike and damaged his shoulder. It seems to be everybody I speak to at the moment um, are either crashing or having some form of injury. I don't know whether I'm a Jonah at the minute. I don't know what's going on. So hopefully Dave's on the recovery now and um, he's on the mend and he gets to the races and I hope he's another one that we can see up in uh, Clumber Park and... Uh, get in touch and all the best Dave with your racing and stay fit and hopefully we'll see you at Clumber Park and I'm sure you'll smash it and that's about it for this episode I hope you've enjoyed it um, good luck once again to all those racing at the weekend and um, don't forget we've also got the Age Group Multisport Podcast Next Gen that's available we're on episode 5 of following Aaron, Rosalind and Will in their journeys to qualify for age group next year. Um, unfortunately, like I said, a couple of the guys are injured at the moment. So uh, get well soon, guys. But if you haven't heard the story so far, go back and give them a listen. And if you can help them anyway, I'm sure they'd really appreciate it. You'll find them on most social media, especially Instagram. And if you'd like to leave us a comment on Apple Podcast, you can follow us and review. A nice review would be great. Thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated because it allows us to get out to a wider audience. Um, you can email us at agegroupmultisportpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at amp underscore 1967. You can drop us a DM. If you want to get in touch, you want to share your story, if you're an age grouper, that would be great too. Always looking for new guests. Um, you can find us on Facebook at AmpGB and you can do the same, just get in touch if you want. You can find us on Twitter at Age Group Multisport Podcast. You can find all of our uh, previous episodes on YouTube with our own YouTube channel um, and it's AmpGB. And you can also find them on our own website, which is agegroupmultisportpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And once again, thank you for tuning in and listening. I hope we've made this short period of time pleasurable. 
Um, and if you've been training, I hope you've got through it and you've, en- you've enjoyed the podcast as you go. And until next time, don't forget, stay safe, keep training and love the process. Mm-hmm.